0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street Maidstone. bluebutterfly.co.uk Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, October the 19th, and in a bit you can hear from the Gillingham chairman, who's threatened to ban supporters following trouble during the game at the weekend. But first today, boxer Tyson Fury has paid tribute to four men who died in a crash near Headcorn. The world champion heavyweight has sent a video message following the fatal collision on Lenham Road nine days ago.
1: I'd like to say my condolences and rest in peace to the Cash family and the Cosgrove family on their recent loss. God bless them, make them a good bet in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.
0: Johnny Cash, his son John Boy, Miles Smiler Cash and Jacko Cosgrove were on their way to watch his fight against Deontay Wilder on TV when the car they were in hit a tree in the early hours of October the 10th. 15-year-old Jerry Cash was seriously injured and remains in a London hospital. The clip from Tyson, who's known as the Gypsy King, was shared on Instagram by Dennis McCann, a promising professional bantamweight who lives in the area and was close friends with John Boy. Unbeaten McCann and Fury share promoter Frank Warren. Kent Online News. Other news today, and the Archbishop of Canterbury has led a memorial service for Sir David Amos.
2: Darkness does not endure. The light that David held out through his service, inspired by his strong personal faith, that light held by all in public service may flicker, but it will not be extinguished.
0: The MP was killed while meeting constituents in Essex on Friday, prompting a security review. Tributes were paid to Sir David by fellow MPs in the House of Commons yesterday. Dave and Natalie Elphick was among those who spoke. He had an extraordinary gift. Of knowing what to say as well as when to say it. His many kindnesses provided a firm foundation for our work together on the Dame Vera Memorial Project. David was a great entertainer as well as campaigner. My enduring memories of David will be both of us arm in arm around the piano singing to Dame Vera's songs. Him taking selfies at the white cliffs of Dover. Well yesterday's episode of The Lowdown on our Facebook live covered the issue of MPs security. You can watch it again by going to our Facebook. A father and son have been jailed after 6 kilos of cocaine were found during police raids in Medway. David and Lewis Squires were arrested after officers searched their home in Corister Crescent in Hoo as well as a property in Rochester and a garage in Strood. A hydraulic press and 100,000 pounds in cash was also seized. The 44 and 21-year-olds have been locked up for a total of more than 10 years. A landowner near Gravesend has been jailed for building an unauthorised development in protected woodland. Gareth Daniel Sullivan admitted putting a mobile home and an expanse of man-made structures in Fowler's Stonewood in Vigo. It involved cutting down trees and laying roads. He's been sentenced to 12 months behind bars. A giant puppet of a Syrian refugee is arriving in Folkestone today as part of an 8,000-kilometre a journey across Europe. Little Amal has been carried through Greece, Italy, Switzerland, Germany, Belgium and France over the past four months. She'll also be heading to Dover and Canterbury this week to raise awareness of the asylum seeker crisis. You can hear more about her trip to Dover in the podcast tomorrow. Meantime, a boat and life jackets have been abandoned at a beach in Broadstairs after asylum seekers crossed the Channel. They were spotted at Louisa Bay yesterday morning. It's not known yet how many people made the dangerous journey we have contacted the home office for more information and at kent online today you can see footage of a group of people climbing from the back of a lorry on the a2 near blue water police were called to reports of suspected asylum seekers on the side of the road yesterday afternoon officers spoke with the driver of a lorry before asking the home office to investigate further The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. Now next today, the chairman of Gillingham Football Club has criticised fans who caused disruption during Saturday's League One match against Sunderland. Some dual supporters, as you can hear there, staged a protest in the stands at Priestfield calling for Paul Scalley to step down. One person was also arrested after violence inside the club's factory bar at half-time. Well, the team have had a poor run of form recently, but the chairman says he's not going anywhere and those who cause trouble will be banned.
1: This was organised thuggery to the, to the extent that these people only came here for trouble to the stadium. Uh, They came here with the intent on disrupting people's enjoyment of the match and people's enjoyment of attending the game. Um, They were behaving worse than animals in some instances and those that were and those that we could were ejected from the ground. Uh, They upset a huge number of supporters, true supporters. In fact, they probably upset judging by the amount of comments I've had uh, and emails and, and phone calls Uh, Pretty much everyone else in the stadium, including the players and, of course, the staff. I don't actually know what these people's problem is. I don't know what this Scally Out campaign is about. Um, I'm not quite sure what Scally Out means. I don't think they know what it means. And those that I've spoken to already that were involved in some of the chanting, they don't seem to know either. It just seems to be a thing they do because that's what they're doing. It seems to be a fun thing for some people. Uh, It's not a fun thing for me. It's not a fun thing for my family, of course. Um, and I'm not even sure what scally out means. Um, does it mean I walk out the club today, in which case the club will collapse? There's no question, because uh, I have personal assets secured against uh, lending and various other things within the club. So that isn't possible. Um, I don't think that's what the majority of supporters want or believe should happen. Um, I don't think, I don't know what they think I've done wrong to suggest that I should be leaving the club. I absolutely don't know and maybe someone can enlighten me as to what they think I've done wrong. Um, But in any event, whatever they may think or don't think, for me to walk out of the club is not going to happen. I haven't stayed here to try and keep the club going for so long, and particularly the last 18 months, uh, just to walk out and leave everyone in limbo. Um, Without any shadow of a doubt, the club will go into administration fairly quickly, I suspect, without any leadership. Uh, There is no natural leadership here at the club that could take over my role. Um, last time I opened my door, there weren't a whole host of investors down Redfern Avenue looking to come in and invest, uh, and such as they may have been from time to time, haven't been suitable uh, in having the ability to take the club on. And so my responsibility is to ensure the club survives, first and foremost. Um, but I absolutely don't, ex- don't intend, and nor do our supporters expect me to, uh, intend to accept the conduct of those people Uh, here at Precid on Saturday. Um, Their foul and abusive language was appalling. Uh, Upset many members of our staff. Upset many fans. Uh, I saw women and children crying uh, because they were so distressed and so perplexed by what was happening. It was outrageous thuggery and it was organised. And therefore, uh, those that were behind the organisation of it that, that mounted this campaign and tried to whip up this hysteria must take responsibility. Simple as that. Well,
0: that was just a very short snippet of quite a long interview Paul Scally did with the club last night. And Luke Cordell was at the game on Saturday for Kent Online, Luke.
3: Hello, yes. There was um, certainly a lot of people wanted to get things off their chest, I think, on Saturday. There were quite a lot of anti Scaly chants. I think they tried to get a Scally out banner into the ground, but they didn't succeed with that. But they did have a, a plane flying overhead with a Scally out banner. Um, during the first half it circled the ground a few times couldn't actually see it in the medway stand because the, the roof covers so much um, of the sky so we couldn't actually see it but you could certainly hear it and um, there were there was some comments before the game to suggest that the plane was coming so we did expect it we knew what was what was coming and we kind of knew that the atmosphere might be a bit anti-scally because of what had happened in the previous game at Wickham where the the banner did get in the ground there was a lot of a um, lot of chance against the chairman. Fans are frustrated with the the way that this season is going, but I don't think it's just about this season. I think it, it's kind of sort of boiled over.
0: And this isn't the first time the chairman's faced criticism, is it?
3: And it's certainly not the first time that he's criticised fans. I mean, many years ago, there, there was instances where people were throwing rocks at his car, I remember, and there was graffiti scrawled outside Priestfield saying, Scally out. I think that was when... And Tyler was in charge, so it's certainly not the first time. But I, I think it—it's just been been ticking over for a while. There's certain fans that that feel that they haven't had their their sort of questions answered. Um, I spoke to one of them today, um, who was very upset about um, some of the things that have been said about him. Um, they didn't want the trouble; they just wanted to have their their voices heard.
0: Did it disrupt the game at all, in your opinion?
3: Um, it's a shame, really, because on the pitch it was a fantastic game, and um, I don't actually think I don't think what was happening in the crowd affected the players. Um, they they seemed to well, well if it did, it it affected them in a good way because they were fantastic. They 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 were playing Sunderland, heavyweight team in the division. They gave them a real run for their money. They they. Had, more chances more probably more of the game they they should have won they they lost the game after conceding a couple of sloppy goals they lost the game 2-1 Gillingham did but um they were certainly well in it and um at, in some some stages there, there was a great atmosphere um but there was always the there was always the scally out sort of chance that that we never far Far away.
0: Thanks ever so much, Luke. Where well, the Jills are back in action tonight. They welcome Doncaster Rovers to Priestfield. We we'll have a preview to that game in just a moment. A village near Maidstone could double in size if plans to build 900 new homes are given the go-ahead. Eccles, which is not far from Aylesford, currently has around 750 homes, a primary school, church, shop, and one pub. Developers want to build more housing, but residents are worried it'll destroy the village. An environmental impact assessment will have to be carried out as part of the application. Well, it's got a lot of you talking today. Ancient One on our comments says every new home should now be built with solar panels and a heat pump system and be in an arrangement that allows off road recharging of cars. That way, the people buying the house will pay for these utilities or facilities and not be subsidised by the taxpayer. A development of this size should also have a contribution paid to local education and health. As soon as 25% of the homes are built, so that these elements are not omitted in the final plans, Roads, of course, need developing first and not through fields, which are currently used to produce food. I do wonder if, in a few years' time, people are going to be moving out of Kent into London, where the space is more green and the air cleaner. Elf 999 has added a contribution, saying, Why can't they manage the size of the expansion to just 5% of the original community? Then, you're not saying no. It's more defendable then spread the rest of new housing around. Once approved, residents have to put up with all the noise, pollution, disruption and a completely different community. Goodbye, village life. Lucy M finally has added, what a completely vile proposal. There are still old quarries and industrial land that could be built on. This will destroy so much of the countryside and nice views in this area. Well, you can still have your say by leaving a comment on the story or via our socials. There's been disruption on trains between Kent and Charing Cross today. It's all because urgent track repairs need to be carried out in the new Cross area. It's meant services from Dover Priory, Ramsgate, Ashford International and Tunbridge Wells have either been cancelled or diverted. Police have once again been called to a business park near Dartford following reports of more than 100 boy racers. Cars gathered outside Screwfix in Greenhithe on Sunday night and some were seen racing up and down the dual carriageway. Police have previously issued dispersal orders in the area and say they're working to stop antisocial behaviour. And police have launched an investigation after a heron was reportedly shot dead from the sky in Ramsgate. Wildlife Conservation in Thanet say they're deeply concerned about activity from poachers who are targeting protected species. The grey heron is thought to have been killed in Chalk Hill on Saturday. Kent Online reports. It's hoped a new community cafe in Folkestone will give young people with learning difficulties skills and confidence in the workplace. Abercrombie's has opened opposite the new F51 skate park in the town, and all of the staff are 19 to 25 year olds with learning disabilities. It's the brainchild of Beacon. Plus, which works with young people across East Kent. where 20-year-old Jamie Sindon from St Mary's Bay works there and has been speaking to our reporter, Rhys.
2: Our aim, really, is to give the customers the best experience ever, yeah. because I enjoy working it. It's helped me with my confidence in oh, yeah. talking to people, my cooking skills and all that and yeah. serving. And um, yeah, and um, I, I enjoy helping the chef and serving customers, yeah. welcoming them, greeting them, showing them where to sit. I really enjoy that, yeah. I do. And yeah. it
3: really has, you felt that, that change already in confidence of talking to people. Yeah. And has that been, does that make you feel better, like, you know, and in other circumstances then when you have to talk to new people? Yeah. It really helps? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. What, and what does that make you feel? Does that make you feel good that it's. Yeah, you know, it
2: makes me feel good. Yeah. And um, as I said, it's helped me a lot with my confidence and all that. And also, doing the bakery side, which yeah. is on Fridays, yeah. making the bread, because I also help to make the dough and that. Yeah. Even though it can be a bit tricky, but I do enjoy it. Yeah. I do, and um, I help on the business side of the bakery like with the money and all that, making shopping lists and all that, that's helped me with my maths and all that, so I used to struggle with maths, I did, but it's helped me with it so much, and I just enjoy helping out here and the bread is lovely there's yeah. proper handmade it's just delicious lush it's just yeah. really good the smell just draws you in yeah. it smells like proper british bread yeah and it'll just make you want more so yeah, yeah. yeah. and i just love working here it's just yeah. a wonderful experience and it's a nice little cafe as well yeah, yeah yeah and we really want to give everyone the best experience ever so that they'll come back because yeah, yeah. happy customers make us happy
0: there are some overnight road closures to be aware of as improvements continue at junctions on the A2 in North Kent. The London-bound exit slip at Ebbsfleet and coastbound exit slip at Bean will be closed over the next four nights from half nine until six in the morning. The coastbound carriageway from the M25 to Ebbsfleet will also be closed from ten until six. The junctions are being redesigned to deal with expected extra traffic from nearby housing developments. The infamous SS Richard Montgomery bomb ship off the coast of Sheppey could detonate and Cause a huge tsunami, according to a new drama that's going to be on Sky, Cobra Cyber War, which follows the UK's leading politicians as they're tasked with a catastrophe threatening the country, starts with the American Liberty ship and its potentially explosive cargo. The ship has remained a danger to shipping in the Thames Estuary since it sank one mile off Sheerness on August the 20th, 1944, loaded with explosives. You can see a trailer for the drama at Kent Online. Gravesend's second Lidl finally has an opening date. The firm's confirmed it will welcome shoppers in Cold Harbour Road from tomorrow. It comes after the opening was initially delayed, but the store is said to have created more than 40 jobs. And a family in Aylesham have collected more than 30 workman's gloves after their cat mysteriously started bringing them home. Five-year-old Tabby Chai turns up with one almost every day. Her owners reckon she's taken the gloves from nearby building sites. You can see the pictures of her collection at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham will be hoping to avoid a fourth defeat in as many games as they welcome Doncaster Rovers to Priestfield later. The Jills are just one place above the League One drop zone following Saturday's 2-1 defeat at home to Sunderland. Tonight's opponents are currently bottom of the table. Speaking after that defeat at the weekend, manager Steve Evans told us they're struggling with injuries but have to get on with things.
1: We've got a few players that are stronger after the efforts of today. But it's it's normal part of the course that we have so many injured, like Alex McDonald, who's, who's now out for weeks. The, the one thing we'll do is we'll come back into the training ground, the boys will work hard. We'll freshen up what we've got, probably about make some changes now because of the knocks we got, because the game's coming in midweek and then we'll go from there against Tomcast
0: Kick-off tonight is at 7.45. You can follow the match action at Kent Online and we'll have details of the result in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, tomorrow from 6. And Kent race walker Tom Bosworth will not receive funding from British Athletics for the coming year. The 31-year-old from Tunbridge has been removed as a member of the Olympic World Class programme after finishing 25th in the 20-kilometre walk at the Tokyo Games in August. He's tweeted to say he's so disappointed in the loss of financial and medical support will be huge. 67 athletes have been offered membership of the programme for the next year, including Kent's Adam Jamili and Dina Asher-Smith. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That's going to give you access to all KM Group's newspapers. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.